1: Well, I don't know how to just jump into a sermon now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thrive. I, I I almost posted it yesterday, and I didn't, and I should have. But you just need to know we just love you so much. We're so blessed, humbled, and honored to be a part of this church and everybody that's... There is nobody in this church that we just don't think is the best in the world. Nobody. like. We've been in some churches where, you know, there's a few people in that church, you're like, it's okay if they left, (laughs) you know, and there's nobody, there's nobody at Thrive we feel that way about, Um, mostly because they left, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm just, I'm so kidding, I'm so joking, Um, thank you for your generosity, your compassion, your love, oh, Really, you don't, I mean, you may not even know, but what we've been able to do as a church for what we are and who we are in a portable church. Did you know, like, so the Assemblies of God is divided into sections. And I know you might look around the room and be like, well, we're not that big, right? And I think we're still like the third or fourth biggest church in our section of our denomination, right? Yeah, and, and that's not because other churches are failing. That's because of what God's doing here. And uh, when a church is just saying, we're going to embrace Jesus, life, win souls, let God move, have his way, not get caught in the weeds, God moves. Amen. And you are that. It's not me and Ange. You are that. But thank you for letting us be a part of that in your lives. We are super humbled, honored, and blessed. And now I've got to somehow move into a sermon. <laughs> um, oh. Let's pray first. I'll just, <laughs> Father, have your way in this place. Speak through me. Let your word come forth. Move in power in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so every year at this time, I talk about, you know, the things in the spiritual. Every year. If you haven't noticed, that's kind of the pattern. And we kind of have like a we talk about this type of stuff every time this year. Christmas, you can guess what we're going to talk about, and, and so on, um, uh, which, is, which is good. It's good to have those rhythms as a body and a family on what we talk about, what we need to talk about. Uh, and part of the reason we talk about that this time of year is because it's right in our face, right? Um, so I, I just, not to give you um, a resume, but to explain I've lived in several different places in the country, and I've been around the world a chunk. I've never been to Europe, but I've been to Australia, Fiji, Mexico, Jamaica, St. Thomas, and all over this country, um, and, and I've seen a lot of things at work. I've been, I have been in Mardi Gras witnessing in the center of it. Uh, I have been on the streets of Hollywood, the streets of Manhattan, um, streets obviously of Chicago, Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, I was in many, many years, that's where my wife is from, they do a thing, it's actually their version of Mardi Gras they do at Halloween every year called Freak Fest, and it lives up to the name, and we would go down every year and we would street witness and do street dramas and stuff. Um, And uh, so just to let you know, when it comes to the angelic, the demonic, evangelism, etc., I've seen a lot. Have I seen it all? No, but I've seen a lot. Have I had face-to-face confrontations with the demonic? I have. I have. I don't regale you with those stories because who wants to give credit to the demonic? I don't. And only that it's not worth it. It's not worth our time. Uh, and I know my wife can verify these stories. Jen can. She was with us on those streets many times. Um, and. Uh, and, and it's, there's a lot of darkness. There's a reality of darkness out there. Matter of fact, if you, are, if you are a believer for any amount of time, you're going to begin to realize that to have even a Christian, world, a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, you have to accept there's a real devil. He's really out there. Uh, he's really not our friend. He is our enemy. He is the enemy of our souls. Okay, And whether you want to see it or believe it, this time of year, he has a party. Now some of you, when I walk through some of this stuff today, you are already steeped in your opinions on whatever it is. And I would ask you, open your heart to the Lord, not to me. Uh, am I an expert? I'm not. Uh, I'm a servant. Um, and, and some of you know more than me on it. And thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for your input in our body. And uh, share when, when you need to. Okay? This message is not about Halloween, um, if that's what you're thinking. It's not where we're going. We'll talk on about it, but that's not the goal. The goal is we are light in the darkness. And these are dark times. Let's take Halloween out of it. Anybody feel like it's darker right now? Right? It just feels, that, and I don't know about you at the time of Halloween. Halloween's got a lot of roots. Some people were like, it's all pagan roots. Partially, um, there, was a, there was a pagan holiday with Celts. Called, it was actually with Druids, not pagans. Um, pagans played a role, but it was with Druids who were the priests of the Celtic people. And it was a holiday called Samhain. Samhain is I believe how you pronounce it, but it's spelled like Samhain, but it's pronounced like Sowain or Sawain. Eventually, Romans took over the known world, including there, and then they incorporated their own traditions with that. Uh, and then eventually what happened after that is the Catholic Church and or the church, we would say pre the Reformation, there was just one church. Catholic actually means universal or one um, church. So then they introduced some of their own traditions to tra- basically say, we're going to, Introduce Christian ideas to it. And it's a mixture of a lot of things. Now, most of what we understand about Halloween here actually started mostly in the last 100 years, 200 years in America. Um, what we, Candy, that started here. <laughs> that, did, that didn't start somewhere else. Um, costumes, no, that goes all the way back to the Celts. Now, that being said, we can go into all that, but we're not going to. What I would tell you is, we know that there's a distinct difference between dark and light, right? Do we know that as believers, right? If you are pro-serial killer, you are not pro-light in that arena. (laughs) Like, there's a house in my neighborhood right now, and uh, there's a few, but there's one. We have a lot of young families in our neighborhood because we have this unique neighborhood that is good schools through eighth grade, and then it switches to not-so-good schools, and so they all move out, when they get to high school, you know, unless you homeschool, and then uh, then they stay, which is us, and that's it. And and but everybody else has got the uh, got these elementary school kids, and so they lean in. It's for better or for worse. It's the second biggest holiday of the year in our country. You need to say this is me talking, not the Bible. But I hate that, and I hate it because I'm a child of light. And anything that glorifies the dark, I don't like. Now, I can delineate and decipher a difference, and that's what we're meant to do as believers, okay? There's a verse that we're going to start with, okay? All right, but at this time, it gets a little dark. There's a house in my neighborhood, and that house has, like, these bloody images all over the windows, and it says, help me, and corpses and things attacking you and psycho murderous clowns, and they have kids, small children, and I'm, I'm always like, what conversations do they have in that house that your eight-year-old or your five-year-old is like, so great, Dad. This is great, thank you. I mean, know they're sitting and watching the Dahmer series on Netflix together as a family, just, it's family time. I don't understand, and because that's, that's evil, it's darkness, there are some basic things. Why we don't lean into witches as Christians, is because that's representative of witchcraft. craft. And which craft is demonic. The Bible has very clear instructions about it. Okay? Um and, and so these are things we are but but let's take all that out of it. We are in dark days. Here this is a picture, and and I do apologize, but it's an actual image of people who are are in influence or work in the current White House administration. All of them. Now, two of them don't work for directly, okay? Two of them uh, are just have been uh, influencers who worked with the White House or had influence on. The guy there in the middle who's wearing the sexual gear with the pentagram uh, is a part of the administration. So is the guy in the end. And they all live the alternative sexual lifestyle. Now, you can take, take it off. That's good. Thank you, guys. There was a time not so long ago what you did in the dark wanted to stay in the dark. I'm not slamming. This isn't a right-left thing. This is a dark-light thing. And the right is not the light. That's not how this works. That, that's not the analogy. If you're the, that's your takeaway. That's not, that's not true. Whether you like it or not, our last president didn't exactly live the most moral lifestyle. Now, how he's living now, I don't know. But he didn't. Okay, He's on his third marriage, and even that's questionable. So, obviously not living great. What I would tell you is that when darkness is on the rise... When we don't, we can't say what a boy or girl is anymore. Literally at birth, you're not able to say it. But you can take the life of that child even outside the womb afterwards. What has happened? Say, so that's right and left issues. No, 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 no. That is a deception. To say it's a right and left issue. Now, I'm all for politicians saying we're gonna fight for biblical issues. I'm actually good with that. I actually don't believe White Christian nationalism is a major problem in America. I don't. Do I think there are racists and people who try and leverage? I do. But I think the greater problem is darkness overwhelming our nation. In in our world, the days are getting darker. Why? Because we are looking at end times and spiritual forces on the rise. Okay, This is not a right and left issue. If you say, great, I'm going to leave all the things on the left for the things on the right, you will still find yourself amidst darkness. Absolutely. Because the light doesn't come from governance. The light comes from Jesus Christ alone in our lives. And our job is to live that out in these days and these times with wisdom and authority, with boldness and humility which is challenging, really challenging. And I, read, I actually listened this morning. I, I'm all, I was about to throw out my whole sermon because I'm like, this was so good. It was, anybody remember David Wilkerson? Yeah, yeah. Anybody knows him like, oh, David. <laughs> he was. He was. I was telling Dave Ebert, he is probably the best prophetic voice of the last 100 years. He's just an amazing man of God. Amazing man of God. If you can't, you can go back and watch a sermon. If you are unfamiliar with David Wilkerson, he started the first and the chain thereof, Teen Challenges, which are restoration centers. But more than that, um, he, he led Nikki Cruz to Christ. There was a movie made about it called The Cross and the Switchblade in the 1970s, starring Pat Boone and uh, uh, the guy from Chips. What's his name? Eric Estrada. Thank you. Yep. It's not a good movie. But, but, it is a true story of how a corn fed kid from Iowa, I believe, or Nebraska went to, felt called to New York City to reach people for Christ in the inner city and did and saw their lives change, and eventually started Times Square Church and just became an amazing voice, but he talked about I believe it was first Peter four verse seven and and Peter saying these are days that are going to be dark and we are to be sober-minded. But he goes on to say, but also filled with peace. The darker it gets, the more peace we should have, not because of the darkness, but because of the light. We live in light, and everything we do is from that position. That being said, these are tough times, dark days that we've got a lot to navigate through. A lot. And it's not going to be easy, and we're, all not, we're not always going to agree, but it goes on in, second, in 1 Peter 4 to talk about the unity that they fought for and, and the harmony that they lived in as a church and what they're supposed to do in those days and times, right? And that's what we're supposed to be. I'm going to tell you something that will blow our minds. We are supposed to be doing better and more than the church in Acts, Because Jesus didn't come back then, and if he did, um, well, we're all in trouble, right? (laughs) Um, He didn't come back then. So what does that mean? It says he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. We're closer to that than they were. And we're supposed to be moving into those things of power and authority and navigating dark days. So Ephesians chapter 6, Paul's writing to a church in Ephesus and he says, we are fighting against, not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world and against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. If you are a Christian and you have a biblical worldview, you know the devil is real and he's out there and he's working against us, okay? If you don't believe that, you don't believe the Bible. We, as as American Christians, have a tendency to live in the extremes. It's either all about the devil or we're not about the devil at all. Both extremes are bad unhealthy, and hurtful. If we're obsessed with the devil, we've got our eyes on the wrong thing. If we ignore him, he will get a hold of us and hurt us. We have to be aware. We live in a fallen world that he has a lot of say in. Okay? Um, So, for example, this time of year, very dark, Halloween. And if it were up to me, I'd do away with all of it. If I could be outside of Halloween and not deal with any of it, great. Because it's dark, and a lot of it is attached to things that are dark. Now, I can personally say, costumes, candy, do I have a problem with that? Well, I wouldn't on March 7th, as long as that same costume isn't a demon, a witch, a serial killer. But, but, that being said, we have to navigate now. Trunk or treat. We do trunk or treat to win souls. I'm not interested in a Halloween alternative. I don't think the devil needs alternatives. (laughs) Not interested in it, okay? Halloween itself, the name is from the term All Hallows' Eve, which November 1st was then All Saints' Day. That's where the church stepped in and tried to create a celebration that says, well, I don't want to take away everybody's fun, but we're going to make There's just a lot of mixture, a lot of confusion, and a lot of opinions, what I would tell you, the Bible says very clearly, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before a holy God. Now, I'm so proud of you. So many of you this morning during worship, I didn't like count or look around much, but took a knee before the Lord. What a moment of honor and holiness and reverence before our King. And we at this time, when we're walking through these things, we need to do the same thing with bended knee and a bowed heart before our king. What honors you, Lord, and what doesn't? What, what, what advances your kingdom, and where, where would I be affecting it negatively in my own life? I've had a lot of encounters with, I, I haven't seen as much of the angelic so much as I knew when a presence was there, God's presence, but I, I, I've seen the demonic somewhat up close. And there was a more specific encounter in my life that began a trajectory of God doing a great thing in me, and that happened when I was 13 years old. When I was 13 years old, I, I believe it was around the time I graduated eighth grade, and, and that night I got to hang out with my brother and his friends, who were five years older than me, not fully living, living for Christ, but new young believers who were, weren't navigating much. And that night we went and saw what turned out to be, we didn't know, a scary movie, And then after we went to coffee, because that's what you did in the 90s, you went and got coffee. We got coffee for hours, right? We went to the Olympic Star. Some of you know, yeah, it does not live up to the name. We talked for hours. Then we went back to our house and talked some more. But as we went on into the night, some of my brother's friends started talking about the demonic. And then their experiences with the occult and how they messed with it and things they saw and things they experienced. And something, whether it was a presence or a feeling, man, it it took over. Now I'm 13, and they were all fine. They went to bed. They went home. I went to bed gripped with fear, terrified. And I can't express it to you more than I can tell you that something was there and something was brooding over me, convinced it was going to drag me to hell. Now, it wasn't. I was saved. I knew the Lord. But what happened was the demonic was given room and presence to have influence. And I, outside of the four of us that were there that night, was the most young, impressionable, and unaware and they knew better. And what they did over several, well, several hours unintentionally was glorify the demonic. And it gave the weak one in their midst a time for fear. I think I was up till 4 a.m. and then back up at like 7. And you would think, you know, once the sun comes up, it's summer, you're good now, gonna be with friends, with family, with my mom. It wasn't gone. The fear never left. You know, it was one of those things where it's like you ever see something scary, sleep it off, you get up the next day and you're like, ah, that's silly. This wasn't that, it never left. It was over me. It was like upon me. I was terrified. Got in the car with my friends, driving to their house. I was terrified. It wouldn't leave. And then somewhere out of nowhere. I could tell you, I mean, I could drive you to the building and the street in Oak Forest. It's like the Holy Spirit began to speak and say, Brian, you're mine. What can he do to you? I hold you in my righteous right hand. Why are you afraid? Now I began to understand and unpack that later in my life, but it's like God turned a switch in my life in that moment that I never had to turn back from. And what's interesting is I was bullied relentlessly in my life and lived my life afraid, and then from high school on, my life began to turn. And a victory came in my life, and I I began to feel like I I belonged in certain crowds. Why? I think God did something pivotal in my life in that moment, that a demonic assignment over my life, the Lord said, we're going to stop this once and for all. What the enemy thinks he's going to use for evil, I'm going to use for good, and I'm going to stop it. So Colossians 1.13, for he's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and gave us our sins. You need to realize, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the light living within you, or more so, you are in the light, and you are no longer subject to the demonic. Now, we're going to talk, can you open doors? Yes, you can. We can. You're going to understand that a little bit. But the devil can no longer have a stronghold over you unless we allow it. You are free. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Another version says he, he came to set us free for freedom's sake. God wants you living in joy, peace, and life in the Holy Ghost. He wants that for you. We've been talking about that, right? He wants that for you. It doesn't mean we don't. We're not aware of the darkness, and we don't have times we're combating it, and it's oppressive. Yep, that does happen, but it shouldn't be our norm. Now, I don't believe it is for anybody here. I don't believe that is the norm for anybody. But you ever seen those believers who are like they're just like every around the corner, like there's a spirit there, and 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 what I would say is sometimes, but sometimes some some of those people are laser focused on that. And the Lord doesn't want you to be. We're aware of it. We're going to talk about that. The enemy actually only has one language. Did you know that? He has one language, and that language is lies. He has different tactics, but he has one language. It's the only language he can speak, and that speech is lies. John 8, 44. For you are the children of of your father the devil and you love to do evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He's always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. And when he lies, it's consistent with his character. For he's a liar and the father of lies. The devil is a liar. Nothing he says is the truth ever in all situations. But here's the thing you need to understand as a believer This is the only place the devil has power. The only place the devil has power is in the ability to get someone to believe a lie. It's the only authority he can have. The only. So if you believe the devil's possessed me, well, if you're a Christian, the devil cannot possess you. But he can make you fearful enough that you're under a whole lot of influence and control. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. You believe I'll never get over this. He may have lied to you, and you believe it enough that you never will till you stop believing the lie. Neil T. Anderson wrote this book, The Bondage Breaker. I taught it for four plus years in Master's Commission, every single year. It is the best book on the demonic out there. He is a licensed therapist. So if you're like, this is weird, and I believe in therapy. He's a licensed therapist. <laughs> Quick side note, you are spirit, soul, and body. Another way of saying that is you are spirit, mind, and body. Your soul and your mind are kind of interchangeable words. Because this is where the spirit and the body meet. Okay, You are spirit, mind, and body, which means you are three things reflective of the trinity of God in Christ Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You and I are reflective, made in his image, a trinity of sense. Now, we are just one person, okay, okay? But we are reflective of the king in that, spirit, soul, and body. You cannot separate those things out. You can't say it's just a physical struggle. Everything is tied together, right? If I break my finger... Can it crush my spirit? If I let it, sure it can. You bet. Because they're, not, they're all connected. That being said, things can be separated out and can be more of one issue than another. If I break my finger, I can keep it a physical issue if I don't make it from my mental into my spirit. And vice versa. Right? If my spirit's oppressed, discouraged, eventually my body can get sick from that discouragement over time. That can happen. But he is a power in lies. So I would tell you, read this book. Get it. I'd love to lead a circle on it at some point. I haven't yet. I keep talking about it. He says in that book, The Bondage Breaker, and this is a great quote, freedom from spiritual conflicts is not a power encounter. It's a truth encounter. Demons are like cockroaches that scurry for the shadows when the light comes on. Satan's power is in the lie, and as lies exposed to the truth, his plans are foiled. I have seen and been a part of and been the subject of deliverance sessions more than once. What's deliverance? Well, that's the actual term for what you might understand as an exorcism, okay? We don't believe in exorcism because we don't believe in acts for freedom. Jesus finished the act, act which we're going to talk about, but it is times when we are relinquishing. and and. Letting go of the demonic in our lives and saying, I let a foothold in here, I let something in my life, I am renouncing it, I am relinquishing it, and I am gaining freedom from it. I've seen those deliverance sessions, I've been a part of some, I've been the recept- uh, receiving end of some, okay? And, and here's what I would tell you, every single time, no matter how demonstrative it is or not, if they scream or if they don't, it really is a matter of that person making a conscious decision to say, I believe the truth of God's word and not the lie of the enemy anymore. It is that simple. The enemy wants to make you believe it isn't that simple because he's a liar. Right, and if it's not that simple and we believe it's not that simple, we stay stuck. But it is that simple, okay? Okay? We're going to talk about what that freedom looks like. Let's talk about his tactics, okay? We're going to get to the good stuff at the end. And next week, it's all the good stuff. On the time of Halloween, on the day of our outreach, we're going to talk about the light. Because that's what we're going to be. And that's who we are. Right? I'd rather talk about the dark today and the light next week when we're trying to be it amidst when the darkness. It's kind of like this. If you go to Mardi Gras, we're going to try and take a team this year with us to Mardi Gras to go and street witness, okay, with Scott Hinkle's team. You guys remember Scott Hinkle? Okay. But we leave. So it, it's over the week of right before Ash Wednesday, before Lent begins. It's tied into the Catholic. Most of those people aren't that Catholic. But um, <laughs> it builds up, and then it gets to Fat Tuesday. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> we leave before Fat Tuesday. And why do we do that? Because when you're there, you can feel the ramping up. You can literally watch it. Jen, am I right? I'm not being spiritually weird here. You can watch it with your own eyes. It gets worse and worse every single day. And we leave before the worst day because we don't want any part in that. We're not going to be a part of it. We leave before that. Okay? If If you're like, I can't see that at Halloween, what I would tell you is then the Lord wants to draw you a little closer to his heart and begin to see some of this stuff. God's not okay with death and murder. Death and God are not friends. They are enemies. But the best part is, death has been defeated. He's overcome the grave. Death lost. Not is going to lose. He's lost. We win. So we have peace when we see that stuff, but it can grieve our spirits, right? So what does the enemy do? Counterfeit. Here's another way of saying that. Lies. These are his tactics. Counterfeit is a type of lie. It's saying it's a deception. So he has a lot of different counterfeits, okay? One of the counterfeits is choosing human love over God's love, right? Anybody here see somebody marry the wrong person and it decimated their life? Don't point. <laughs> Don't look at your spouse, all right? So we do, right? Okay, people would say, well, I've chosen uh, God made me this way sexually, and it's not the normal design. He didn't, and it's a counterfeit. And the thing about the enemy is he will make you as, as, as comfortable and as happy as you can be if he can get you into his kingdom in hell. He doesn't care how you get there so long as you do. I knew somebody years ago who they had gotten, they'd gotten they were not a believer, and they were like, I, I, I got over cigarettes. I totally broke it. I was addicted for years, and I got over cigarettes. And you could hear it in their voice. Yep, the enemy gave you a trade. Took away cigarettes for pride. He just traded you. It's counterfeit. It's not real freedom. It's just new prisons. And the enemy's good at counterfeits. Witchcraft is a counterfeit for the Holy Spirit. People really mess with it. Some of you are like, that's not real. The demonic is real. Now, people who are in witchcraft and paganism, they don't think they're messing with the demonic that you and I understand. They think they're dealing with different ghosts and spirits. They're not. What they think is a spirit guide, what they think is power from a crystal, it's all the demonic giving them counterfeit power that the Holy Spirit actually wants them to have in their life to draw them closer to the kingdom of darkness to make them captive, and ultimately, the Bible says, Jesus said, what's the assignment of the enemy? Steal, kill, destroy. That's what he wants. That's all he wants. There is no redemptive quality in the devil. There's no coming back for him. He is not like you and I. C.S. Lewis said it like this. We're like this hybrid comparatively to the kingdom uh, kingdom of heaven. Angels and demons are entirely spiritual beings. You and I are not. We are a mixture, a hybrid of the organic, and the spiritual. We're different. We're unique. We're God's special creation. We're the only things in all creation made in his image. The angelic is not. The demonic is obviously not. He didn't make the demonic. They made themselves. Okay, and anything in creation. So it's unique that way. To desire that power is to desire something counterfeit from what God offers Okay, another portions of counterfeit, false religions. Confusion. The enemy is the author of confusion. If you're looking at a situation saying, Well, I just don't know what to do, then the enemy's probably at work. You need clarity from the Lord. From the word. What I would tell you is get in the word, get in prayer, get godly counsel. Those are your three things you need to do. If your godly counsel is saying, get out of that marriage, it's probably not godly counsel. That's confusion. Now, if that, again, there are exceptions. If somebody's in physical danger and things like that, that's a different conversation. Okay? If you're like, well, the enemy's told me, you know, cheat on my spouse. The enemy didn't tell you that. Or or the enemy did tell you that. The Lord didn't tell you that. Right? (laughs) Strike that. Reverse it. Okay? (laughs) The Lord doesn't. But I've known people. I had a Bible college teacher. God told me to leave my husband. He did not. That's a lie from hell. And how dare you ascribe that to our king? He doesn't contradict himself for his word ever. Okay? So he counterfeits a lot. Okay? Genesis 3.1. The serpent was the shrewdest of the wild animals God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must eat the fruit in the trees of the garden? Here's how you can hear the enemy's voice in your life if, you, if you're wondering, is that the devil? Is the voice saying, did God really say? Just stop there. If it's questioning God, it ain't God. It's somebody else. And he's a liar. And you're just exposed as lies. Like, no, you're not true. You're a liar. And I don't want to I don't want to hear what you have to say. We just silence him, okay? Rebellion. First Samuel 15, 23 talks about rebellion, witchcraft. They're all demonic. They're unhealthy. They're destructive. Okay, two accusations. The enemy lies to you, about you. He'll lie through other people to you, about you. He is the slinger of accusations. I have sat in some meetings where somebody came to me. I remember years ago, I've shared this before, came to a youth leader meeting with the pastor, and a guy had a yellow legal pad of 30, 50 things I've done wrong. Well, that guy ended up living in sin. Marrying, he was 31 years old, married a girl in high school that was in the youth group. It was messed up. And I kept telling leadership, this guy is, is messed up. There's something demonic going on here. One thing, we'll talk about spiritual gifts many other times. One of the gifts I have in my life is a discerning of spirits. When something's wrong, I'm, I often know it. Not always. I can be deceived. I'm still human. It's a spiritual gift. It's not my abilities. But I often know when something's in my gut, you can ask my wife. It drives her crazy. If I have, because, because I'm like, something's not right here. Something's not right here. And they will, she'll be like, it's fine. <laughs> because she has that thing about her, like, just everything's wonderful. Roses, you know? It's, it's that sun in the Teletubbies, just, ah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I just have this thing where I knew, and I knew something was wrong with this guy. Like, something's wrong. And sure, it took like a year plus for it to finally come out. And then he was exposed. He was, and they ended up literally excommunicating him from the church. Because he wouldn't come under church correction and discipline. But I knew. And I sat in a meeting where he slung accusations at me. Not fun. Don't want to go through it again. Thank God for it, though, because there's a moment I learned this is the voice of the accuser. When you have 30 things wrong with one person, none of them are connected, it's not them, it's you. And the demonic has a hold in your life. Stop it. We keep short accounts. We are people who forgive. We are people who love one another, think the best of one another on each other's side. That's what we do as believers. Don't buy the counterfeit of accusations and then intimidation. And this is the big one, especially at this time of year. The enemy works in fear in intimidation. The enemy is not nearly as powerful as he would like you to believe he is. And when it comes to Christians, he has no power except the authority that the Lord will give him and the doors that we might choose to open. Now I want to encourage you, you don't have to walk on eggshells that way. It is not a Christian life where it's like, is, is the enemy there? Is the enemy here? No, that's not how it works. But he is good at causing fear and for us to be afraid. He's good at it. Intimidation is good. He's good at it. And it's a powerful tool of the enemy. It's the thing that makes you feel afraid, even though you really don't have to be. And I'm going to show you an image that's a little disturbing, but looks a lot like the demonic. Go ahead. feels and looks a lot like the demonic, right? Let me show you what it actually is. Go ahead. That's the face of an ant magnified a hundred times. And that's what the demonic is to a believer. He wants to intimidate you, make you afraid, and he's nothing. Shut him up. Silence him. Stomp him. He's under your feet. We are not meant to do anything or make any decision out of fear anywhere in any situation. And whenever we do, it causes damage because we were tripped up by the enemy. The enemy is a liar, and he's good at intimidation, but if you know what he actually looks like, you don't have to be intimidated at all. Say, no, no. This is what darkness is to light, what the demonic is to a believer. We don't want it in our house. We don't want it in our lives. And he creeps in. But how does he creep in? Does he creep in by something I watch? Maybe. He more creeps in by something we believe. Now, if you watch something that makes you believe something, then that's a problem. He can also make you believe something's okay that is not okay. Right? Well, I can, just, I can just watch this website. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It doesn't hurt anybody. The enemy does not want to be exposed very much. And where he is fine with being exposed, like the first thing we saw, it's because he already has play there and nobody cares. Their conscience, But amidst the light, he does not want to be exposed. He is, as Neil T. Anderson said, he's a cockroach. And when you turn the lights on, he runs. When we shine our light, he is afraid of us. Listen to me, Christians. Put the enemy on notice. He's afraid of you. You are the light of the world. The city on a hill. The enemy's got nothing on us. Shut him up. Silence Him in your life. Stop believing the lies. You are a victorious people. You are overcomers. You are more than a conqueror. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And all His works are wonderful. What want to tell you about Halloween. What does the Bible say? This is the day the Lord has made and... I will rejoice. The devil gets no day on the calendar. Don't give it up to him. Now that being said, I'm not saying you to partake in everything either. But never run. Never run from the enemy. I just saw how we texted it. it was a, it was a it was a cougar, right? Or a puma? They just found it at like I 88 and 55 or something. 47. Some car hit a puma. Huge, giant teeth. Why is it here? But I read up, well, as a rule, they're not here. But here and there, one or two will migrate down. It did not make it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it did not survive giant cars. <laughs> but you know what it said when I was reading up? If you ever encounter one, you know what you don't do? Run. You know why? Because now it thinks you're prey. Stand your ground. And then it says, try and look big. I think I got that down. <laughs> right? But there's a girl, there's this cool TikTok video of like this girl. Um, and she's before like the sea of cattle. Anybody seen this? And she goes. And then she like charges. And they all just take off. <laughs> They're all like 500 pounds apiece. And they just start running in a herd because she looked big like a bull to them in their minds. That's what the enemy does. But he's a liar. He's a little girl charging a bull. You got nothing on me. And it's not because I'm awesome. It's because Jesus is awesome. Right? Revelation 5.5. 5, but one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Hold on. Before we go there. The Bible says about the enemy, He is like... He is like a lion seeking whom he may devour. He's creeping around. He's like a puma where he doesn't belong, and he's looking to hurt us. He is like a lion. But Revelation 5.5, 5, right? Right? Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory, worthy to open the scrolls. The devil may be like a lion, but my God is the lion of the tribe of Judah. You see? He's a counterfeit. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he is weak when his lies are exposed. When I walk past that house last night, late at night when it's dark out with my dog, I am not afraid of that house. I am not unsettled in my spirit. Am I sickened? Yes, I am. Am I angry? I'm angry. But I am not afraid. And I'll walk past that house a hundred times. But more than that, my heart is hurting for the family that's inside, that is so lost and gone in our culture that they believe this is not only fun, but they celebrate this. That's wrong. Some of you are like, well, I think that stuff is awesome. And I'd encourage you, I'm not trying to beat you up, I'd encourage you, lean into the heart of God and start asking him, God, if I'm wrong in this, would you just show me? Not because you're supposed to become afraid of it, I'm not afraid of it. I just want nothing to do with it because the enemy, he's a liar. Here's, a first, here's what Christians need to know when it comes to the darkness. If you memorize nothing else from the Scripture, memorize this. John 19.30, Jesus had tasted it. He said, it is finished. And he bowed and gave up his spirit. If you encounter darkness and the demonic, don't have a power encounter with it. Have a truth encounter. Jesus said it's finished. We're done. Silence, enemy, in Jesus' name. That name, we sang it. What a powerful name it is. All of heaven is silent before the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing can say, every knee will bow, every tongue confess. Human and spiritual has to say, Jesus is Lord. They will. They're afraid. Our light shines brightly. And the best part about the light, we're going to talk about this more next week. Does light fight darkness? Nope. It just shines, and darkness is gone. That's it. I encourage you, you don't have to run to the darkness. It's already everywhere. Just shine your light and shine it loud because God is good. Your joy, your inheritance. John 10.10, right? We just talked about it, but this is from the Amplified Bible. John 10.10. The enemy comes, the thief only comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. We talked about that but I came that you may and have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Freedom and joy is your inheritance in Jesus Christ. It's your inheritance. God wants you living that way. In freedom and joy, he wants that for us to live that way. If we're meant, Ephesians 2.4, he's so rich in mercy, he loved us so much that even when we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised us from the dead in Christ for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus so god can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he's done for us united with Christ Jesus just a few of those things you are richly loved God put this in his word because he wants you to know it. You are richly loved. You are so loved. You're just loved by the Father. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that. He wants you to think, no, you've done too much. You've stepped in too much. you stepped out too much. You screwed up too much. You allowed that in. All lies. You were richly loved. I am richly loved. This word says it. You know what else? I'm dead to sin and alive in Christ. You know, one of the mistakes we make now is we all talk about how Christ is in us, and that's true. But the Bible actually uses much more language that says we're in him than he's in us. And if we're in him, how can the devil get to me? Can the devil get in Jesus? I don't think so. Right? We're in him take heart. When it's dark, take heart. And I say this, there's has nothing to do with this time of year. I say this because I do believe it's about to get darker. While I want to see a great outpouring that would save our nation from the hell hole it's going down, I don't think it's going to happen in the sense of redeeming America. I believe God's going to do a great work in His church and His people. I'm not convinced that's going to happen in our country. I believe the days are going to get darker, but the best part is the light's going to shine brighter and the rains are going to come on his people and they're going to come on those who seek his face. God is moving and going to move. The latter rain is coming. I want to be in on it. And we are in Christ. And if you're in him, man, it's going to happen. You This morning, man, the goodness of God's in this room, smiling on his people as we lift up his name why because he just loves his people we are richly loved we're dead to sin we're alive in Christ we're seated in heavenly realms that's where we are in God's eyes we're not part of this world anymore we're in it we're no longer of it this isn't where we belong this is not my home I'm with Jesus already my body just doesn't know it yet it's where I'm going And finally, you are an example of grace and the kindness of God. To somebody, you are what Jesus looks like. And you're like, oh, don't say that. That freaks me out. No. That's good news, man. The gospel is full. It's just overflowing with the goodness of God. His good news to us. You are free. Live it. You are light shine it. You are joy share it. Come on people. No longer are we afraid. We confront deeds of darkness. The enemy if Genesis shows us anything is kind of like a snake. We're not snake hunters. We're Jesus followers and occasionally snakes show up on the road and you know what we do? We don't go near them but if they keep getting in our way we confront them, we deal with them we put them under our feet. Well, I would encourage you this time of year. Seek the Lord. Shine the light. You don't have to embrace darkness. Don't do it. Run from the darkness. Shine your light. But don't be afraid of it. Let me take that back. Don't run from the darkness. You're the light. It has to run from you. Next week, if you're not in, man, please pray. Please pray. We need prayer. This is an outreach, not an event. We want to be light in the darkness. The truth is, though, at November 1st, we're going to start thinking about other things, and then we'll forget. Never forget. The darkness is real. Shine your light. Don't grow weary. The enemy's a jerk. I mean, I've heard so many bad stories in the last few weeks. Just garbage happening. You know what I know? This time of year, for whatever reason, for a lot of reasons, and I can give you... It's a lot of the the enemy takes his time and it's a playground to him. Why? I don't. I can give you a lot of reasons, but I don't know all the reasons. What I know is we are... The kingdom of God is always advancing. The light is always shining. His goodness is always happening. And Alan, could we... Are you up for it? Oh, uh, i got to share it. I want to go out with a testimony. Can I borrow that, Heidi? I'm going to let him share. We're going to go. So I know we're on and long, but it's pastor appreciation. you got to appreciate me. Um, it's just, it, it's really Alan's fault. So um, this, he's going to keep us longer. And um, we're going to go quick. It won't be long. Alan grew up in a very charismatic church. And he saw blessings, but he also saw abuses. Am I right? A lot of them. A lot. That really turned him off to the things of the Spirit. And probably most specifically tongues, but there's others. You just go,
0: man. It's just what's God's been doing. So, he's right. I mean, I, I grew up very, very charismatic places. And I remember being a small child and praying and hearing that evidence of tongues, praying in tongues was the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I remember staying awake in my room as a little kid praying for this gift and it never happened. Never ever happening for me. And for the longest time I felt like that was evidence of God not working in my life. Which flat out, if you're ever in that place that is wrong and that is a lie from the devil. And it took me 20 years before that lie was confronted, and I said that that is not true. It's like the Holy Spirit is working in your life, whether you're speaking in tongues or not. Absolutely. And, but there was always this part in my life that I wanted that gift. And the Bible talks about it. Paul talks about it's good to desire to speak in tongues. And Paul says he does it more than anybody. And there's a lot of debate, there's a lot of debate in this area, and it's okay. But the thing is is that over the last probably year and a half God has been restoring a desire for that gift in my life. And I know I'm not I'm not there yet. It's okay. But over the last probably month, I've been waking up in the middle of the night and my tongue is doing something really weird in my mouth. And it's like <laughs> it's vibrating at this very fast pace that I can't make do on its so own. And I've tried. I I lay there in bed and I try to recreate it and I couldn't do it. And I'd fall back asleep. And that was probably two weeks ago. Then last week, it happened again. And I started waking up and my tongue was doing the same thing again. And in that moment, I tried to do it again because it stopped once I woke up and I tried to do it again. It couldn't happen. I started drifting off to sleep and my tongue started shaking again. I didn't know what was going on. So then last night, with this this morning. I guess that's why I'm up here now. (laughs) I was having another dream. And in this dream there was darkness. And the devil was there and I was rebuking the devil. I was praying. I was rebuking the devil and it was not going to take hold in whatever was going on. And at that point in the middle of praying I stopped being able to pray. And it was I, I could feel it like Like, the enemy was telling me that, you know, I've taken the words from you, essentially, at that point. But the problem was, is that I could only make sounds, and my tongue wouldn't stop moving. And in this dream, I'm sitting there being told I can't speak, and all these sounds coming out all at the same time. And I felt the enemy leave anyways. (laughs) And it's like, it's not, right now I'm not at that place, but it's like, God is doing something right now. He's doing something in my life. I still am not 100% certain where I fall on tongues. It's okay. It's not an issue for our salvation. However, Sorry. God is doing something, and I'm here to see what it is, and I'm excited about what doing. Come on, church.
1: God's on the move. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, fine that we might have life and it's more than salvation that's just the beginning there's so much more it's not all about the gifts of the spirit that's part of it and don't say no because man the hounds of heaven will come after you it's coming god is good let's
0: lean into the spirit let's lean into the goodness of god let's lean into the light